Listen, if you dare, to the Lovecraft Tapes. Welcome to the Lovecraft Tapes. I am Jeremy, your keeper of arcane lore, and we play Call of Cthulhu, a horror role-playing game based upon the fictional works of H.P. Lovecraft. Your investigators of the unknown are... Matt as Private Detective Dan Williams. Oh boy, we really outsmarted them now. They're never going to find our car overturned in this ditch on the side of the road. Good job. And Brian as Special Agent Jack Whiteside. (laughs) And Gabe as Special Agent Roy Arroyo. My one and only concern is that we might have to walk now. All right, welcome, players. Let's begin by checking the mailbag for any letters from beyond. Yay, mailbag sack. On Facebook, we got a message from Elizabeth Ann Laverne Clark. She says, just binge the whole podcast in the last two weeks, and I wanted to shoot you a message saying that I love it. I can't wait to see Sam with her new powers in some sort of action, even if it is just one scene of her berating Dan. Aww. I will be very sad if they are done as a couple. I won't be. I also have to thank you for leading me to the Hell in Texas scenario. I'm going to a gaming convention in Dallas first weekend in April, and I'm going to run Hell in Texas there. Nice. Thanks for the hours of listening. That's awesome. Thank you. That's fantastic. On Twitter, we did get a nice uh, message from at Arcade Sanctuary. He says, I'm currently listening to you guys for the third time through. Whoa. I love your podcast, and I can't wait for your next scenario to drop. Like it's hot. I can't imagine listening to it three times through. I mean, that's... Well, it's my voice. I have to listen to it many times during the editing process, and trust me, I get sick. Yeah, he hates us all. Oh, yeah. I hate my own voice. It's the worst. Guys, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor. Hey, sexy. It's time to make smoking great again. Never mind you can't light up within 20 feet of your favorite restaurant. And who cares if snipping a stogie earns you hard stares from other golfers? You've suffered the switch to e-cigs. Hell, you've even tried juuling. Nothing seems to satisfy. What's next? Huffing glue? Shooting heroin into your eyeballs? No need to chase that dragon. Instead, we're happy to introduce your latest obsession, trach vape. Skip the middleman i.e. your lips, and grab life by the throat. For just $6.66, we'll send you the starter kit, including collar, cuff, vape holder, three refills, and of course, the patent-pending puncture pen. Begin by swabbing your neck with any household rubbing alcohol or disinfecting wipes. We recommend citrus scent. Then, grasping the puncture pen, imagine the kind of juice pouches you used to drink when you were a kid before plunging the instrument exactly two inches into your flesh just below the chin and leave it there. Be warned, there will be blood. A lot of blood. Now spend approximately 20 minutes to an hour practicing breathing through the puncture pen and expelling any excess blood. Once you've got the hang of it, snap the cuff into place and gently, very gently, careful now, pull the pen out. Still with us? Good. Now you're ready to enjoy the freedom of trach vaping. Please note, the first few weeks will be extremely painful as your wound heals unnaturally over the cuff. Use the rigid collar to keep your head from twitching in agony while you vape. Isn't smoking independence fun? Flavor packs include smoked salmon spumoni, lime cilantro rock salt, and chicken curry paprikash. Trake Vape is available now wherever trepanation blades are sold. And we're back. <laughs> Wasn't that a great commercial? Well, yes. I mean, they just don't make products like that anymore. They make products? Now, dear investigators, we continue. Chapter 6, The Big Uneasy. Previously on the Lovecraft Tapes. After yet another wonderful breakfast prepared at Blaine Manor, where nary a thought is given to the unidentified and literally faceless corpse down the hallway, the investigators start putting two and two together. All signs point toward Louisiana. Jack is worried the cult from which his family escaped might be involved in the snake attack, so shares his experiences with the other two. 
Roy and Dan confer with Evie, the town librarian, who gives them more info about Hubert Pretorius Loveland's book and helps them discover the good doctor is doing field research in Laplace, Louisiana. With downtime on their hands and the clues piling up, the investigators decide it might be in their best interest to catch a red-eye to New Orleans. Once there, it's a quick drive from the airport to nearby Laplace, but some locals in a pickup truck chase them en route. Jack's luck finally runs out with a one-two combination of alligator on the road and shotgun blast to the driver's side window. Jack, it's been years since you've had to drive a manual tranny, and that's the last thought that enters your mind before your window explodes and you feel a sudden rush of glass against the side of your head, followed by a ringing sound in your left ear and a splash of hot liquid down your neck. Suddenly, here on a distant highway at 3 a.m., it seems like a splendid idea to take a nap. As the steering wheel slips from your numb fingers, you slump against Dan for some quick shut-eye. I just bought this. Don't bleed all over it. Dan, in part because of really crappy markmanship on your part, the pickup truck pulls easily alongside the Cavalier. You watch in horror as the albino passenger grins through the window at you, then levels his shotgun at Jack's head and pulls the trigger. Glass shatters and blood spatters the interior. Jack's ruined face turns toward you, a confused look in his right eye. Dimly, you recall him wishing for more action with all this investigator stuff. Then you realize the car is veering toward the side of the road and you brace for impact. Roy, despite some excellent markmanship on your part, the driver of the pickup truck manages to bring his vehicle alongside yours. If only you can get another shot off at their tires, maybe that would incapacitate them? Too late, from the back seat, you witness the barrel of a 12-gauge shotgun erupt in a fiery blast that destroys the Cavalier's driver's side window. Bits of blood, bone, and flesh sluice onto the headrest in front of you. Oh man, they shot Jack in the face, you think. Then the car is skidding off-road into the underbrush. Just before the abrupt cessation of forward momentum, you wonder if wearing a seatbelt might have been a good idea. Dan and Roy... I'm going to need you to each make a constitution check. <laughs> You're going to poop yourself. Uh, I know I know, I know the constitution pretty well. Uh, the first ten amendments is called the Bill of Rights. Signed to make our government. Oh my god, roll. <laughs> Fudge buckets. I needed a 70 and I rolled a 78. And I need a 50 and I rolled a 98. <laughs> Starting off strong here on the Lovecraft tapes. Starting off strong. I was so close. I'm... What if I fumbled that? Would I die? Uh, you take 66 points of damage. So, uh, this is funny. I didn't count on any. Actually, you both failing. Haha, <laughs> 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 ha, it goes to show you. We're great at failing. Don't oh. underestimate us, Jeremy. Don't overestimate us either. This will be for uh, Dan. You regain consciousness slowly. The sound of buzzing cicadas urging you away from the edge of blackness. Thankfully, the airbags deployed successfully when the car nosedived off the road into a muddy ditch. The driver's side door is open and for a moment your heart leaps. Jack! He isn't dead! But then you see a shadowy figure just a few yards away, bent over the prone figure of your friend. At first, you think it might be one of the attackers who ran you off the road. Your hand feels around for where your gun might have been thrown. Then, the figure turns toward you and it is an old man. His car is parked on the road up the embankment, headlights blazing. A good Samaritan. Please, he calls out to you. I need your assistance if we are to save him. And with a shock, you realize the old man is Hubert Pretorius Loveland. And Brian will be playing Hubert Pretorius Loveland. Essentially, now we are attempting to make sure Jack doesn't die. Unfortunately, the two of you did not make your constitution roll, so you may not assist. And Roy is still unconscious in the back seat. So basically, Hubert, you are going to be the one to do this. So open up your character sheet. Oh, my character sheet is wide open. And we're going to go to the combat damage flow chart. Can you also open up Jack's character sheet? The first thing you're going to do on Jack's character sheet is you're going to tick that little box that says major wound. Hit points have fallen to zero. Oh, congratulations on the promotion. He was previously private wound. Currently, you are in dying state. Luckily for you, Hubert Pretorius has come onto the scene just in time to pull you out of the car, and now he's going to attempt to uh, make first aid. Not whoopee. On Hubert's character sheet, look for first aid. Give that a whirl. So good luck to you. Stand back. I've got to get this taken care of. 
I needed a 60 and I got a 54. Jack is at one hit point. That essentially stabilizes you. Hubert, we will assume that you've already called 911. 911. Okay, now what do we do? And an ambulance will arrive in just a couple of minutes. So in the meantime, you can interact with uh, Dan if you want. Hello, Dan. How are you? I am interacting with you. Sorry, I touched your boot. Oh, hey, Doc. Long time no see. Daniel, get over here right now. Put your hand right here. I'm not sticking my hand down your pants again, Doctor. Not like last time. Put your hand on his throat. I do not want the blood to squirt. Oh, uh, okay. Right there. Apply a little bit of pressure. Not too much. This is an autoerotic asphyxiation? Oh, that's just right. That's it. I'm leaving. (laughs) You've got this? I'm going to check on the gentleman in the back. Oh, uh, that's Roy Arroyo. I can't hear you. I'm opening a door. I'm surrounded by idiots. Annie, are you okay? Annie, are you okay? <laughs> Liza, I told you. Uh, hey, what's okay? Pardon me, sir. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. All right, then. Did something happen? Uh, no. Why? Okay. I wake up like this at least three times a day. I'm here collecting for the March of Dimes. <laughs> you might want to get out here. Your friend is in really bad shape. Which one? Yes. Only one of them is my friend, and actually neither of them are. Not Daniel. I can tell you that. Roy, get your lazy ass out of the fucking car. This car has sex with people? Pardon me, I'm going to be in the back seat. No, tailpipe. You need to go for the tailpipe. Oh, with your banana. <laughs> Haven't done that since 1976. Oh. All right, I'll get out of the car. How was he doing, Daniel? Not squirting. Then you're not doing it right. Try using two fingers. <laughs> His loss. <laughs> oh, this is inappropriate. This is a family show. What show were you referring to, Daniel? The Lovecraft tapes you should check it out it's a really great podcast (laughs) take control of yourself wait wait a minute wait a minute why did you call the cops he obviously set this up i called 911 four five eight six six five three oh nine this jackass had these guys trying to kill us who cares what happens to him i am not a donkey sir right i doubt he if he was the one trying to get us killed that he'd uh try and save us I don't think uh, he did. I'm going to wait up by the road so I can flag down the ambulance when I get here. Smart. I'm just going to stay here with the gurgling face, man. I can't hear you. I'm up by the road. If you're fine, Roy, why don't you go back to the car and see if you can't find our guns? So that way, if anyone else rolls up on us, we can at least defend ourselves. I didn't lose my gun. I keep it strapped to my thigh. On the inside, underneath the skirt. I'll look for your gun, not that you can use it. I'm, I'm sorry, wait. Who Who is the one who rolled a one crit on a gunshot and single-handedly took out a dimensional shambler? Oh, that's the past. This is the now. Jack's dead, probably, hopefully. Not quite dead yet. Oh, he'll be dead any minute. He'll be stone dead soon. So the uh, paramedics arrive. Confer with uh, Hubert, who shows them down the embankment to where Jack is barely alive and uh, hardly squirting. They put him on a gurney, load him up, and are going to take him back to a hospital in New Orleans. And that is where he will remain. Excuse me? I believe you mean they took him to a hospital in New Orleans? I believe they're going to go to New Orleans. What's going to happen, Jack, is you're going to be sequestered in the hospital for uh, quite some time. What we're going to do is, uh, if you need to check it out, uh, there's a cheat sheet for damage and healing. Essentially, you need to rest for a week, and at the end of each week, you can roll to see if your major wound box becomes unticked. A week is seven days. You will be incapacitated until that major wound box is unticked. Okay. We're going to assume that because you are in the care of the paramedics that you should be okay. Uh, If you did regular damage recovery, it'd be one hit point per day. But we're doing major wound recovery because you've gone past that tick box. You need to roll a constitution roll at the end of each week while you're in uh, recovery. And failure means that you don't get any hit points back. Right, it's longer recovery. Yep. If you succeed, you get 1d3 hit points recovered. And then you can untick the box when you reach half of your original hit points okay so this will be about about two weeks maybe adventure yep this will overlap into probably the next chapter as far as jack is concerned because you're in a good environment uh you get a bonus die while you're in the hospital oh good uh and because you're receiving effective medical care so the only thing that could happen is if there was a fumble okay then uh your condition actually worsens which could lead to a lasting injury. Ah. And we can actually play this out right now if you wanted to, sure. to give, give ourselves a uh, an idea of when he might be actually recovered. Okay. If all goes well. Sure. 
That way we don't have to worry about it over the time. I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Exactly right. So you can start right now. Just go ahead and do a con roll. And we, we know that you need your 11 hit points, so you need six, right, to untick that box. Right. So constitution roll. Yep, you do constitution rolls, and I'll do the healing points. I needed a 50. I got a 41. Success. So the first week you gain uh, two hit points. Week two, I needed a 50. I got a 31. Nice. That's going to be one more hit point. So where am I at now? I'm at three hit points of my 11. Oh, I got an extreme! Which will be a 2d3. Yes! So go ahead and take four hit points. That brings you up to... Seven. That's over half. Oh, plus one is eight, because the doctor got me up to one. So at the end of three weeks, you will you can untick that box. Okay. And just make a note that at three weeks, you'll be at that point. So you're basically out of commission for three weeks. Okay. Cool. Boys, let's drag this mission out for three weeks. <laughs> you got it. Police arrive and question Hubert and question Roy and question Dan about the events. Do you want to tell them anything different than what actually happened? No. No. No, I think it's good to be honest and truthful with it. I don't, but I have nothing smart to lie with. <laughs> it was the aliens. They take down your stories, and, you know, obviously they're, they're going to be investigating this. Um, you do see a, a squad car head off in the direction of Laplace, um, but this is the New Orleans police, essentially. The NOPD, a.k.a. not our problem, dude. And uh, essentially after probably another hour or so, everybody has gone and just the three of you are left on the roadside. Well, boys, you want to go get some pancakes? And uh, there, there will be a tow truck to come collect your... Who the hell is talking? <laughs> to collect your Cavalier and uh, that'll be taken to the local shop in Laplace. I guess before we leave, I should probably go find my gun, because that might come in handy later. During the interim, you've managed to collect your gun, all your belongings. Jack's belongings have all gone with him uh, back to the hospital. So you guys have everything you need. The only thing you don't have right now is transportation. Can I give you boys a lift anywhere? Are you going to carry me? Oh, yes. No, I don't work for Uber. I work for Lyft. We were uh, heading over to Laplace to to do some digging and do... Uh, oh, yes, the place. Yeah, the some strange stuff has been happening back in Arkham, and uh, it's kind of been pointing us towards Laplace and some sort of cult called the Galactose Knights or something like that. Really? The Glucose Knights. <laughs> I love those Glucose Knights. They're better than the Sugar Days. Oh. Well, I think that is fantastic. Why don't we ride along and I'll tell you a little story. I don't want to hear the story. You can't hate everybody, Roy. That's not true. I like Bugsy. I like Kid Canada. And I like Petunia. Who else do oh I need? Oh my God, Kid Canada is my brother. No, he isn't. You're not Canadian. You're just annoying. Oh, no, no, no. We were separated at birth. Well, I guess I hate Kid Canada now. Oh, well, shit. Do you boys want to have a ride or not? I said yeah. All right, then. Roy, why don't you hop in the front seat with me? Uh, fine. Shotgun, as you will. Yeah, shotgun. No, no, move my shotgun. All right, well, we're going to drive to uh, into the place. Yep, and I have a map to share with you. Nice. Map. This is a, a, ma a map of the region, and this will just give you a quick idea of where you came from, arrived in... New Orleans International Airport, Louis Armstrong. And you uh, drove along 61, which it leads over to Laplace. I'd personally rather go to Garyville, where everybody is named Gary. Gary! What do you want, Gary? Gary! Yes, Gary. I thought that's what Gary, Indiana was. Uh... Here is Laplace proper. Lapis. There's no landmarks other than the travel center. Where's the hotel located? The hotel where Hubert is staying is located right here. That's a golf and country club. Riverlands Hotel has uh, got a golf course and country club essentially right next door. Yeah, but do they have screen doors? They do not. No, they don't believe them down here. Not as nice as the screen door in. And Hubert, as you know, the uh, golf course itself is actually pretty ratty, not kept up very oh, well. Oh, of course. It's a par But three. there's not a whole lot of option here in, in Laplace. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it comes uh, free 18 holes each day with a hotel room, so. Hey, Herbert. Yes, sir. What's your opinion on screen doors if we're going to be traveling together? I have winter screen doors on my house. And I have a three-season room fully screened. Okay, that's an acceptable answer. Mm -hmm. well, what screens do you use, may I Well, ask? I could go on for days about screen doors. In mm -hmm. fact, one of the main Please reasons... don't. One of the main reasons we're here in Laplace is because we know there's a big screen door manufacturing ah, company here. yes, there is. I've toured it. 
twice. Yeah, well, I'm going to tour it three times, so. May I go with you the third? Only if I can tour it one more time without you, so I can have more tours than you. You go the first two by yourself. It needs to be experienced. Yeah, you don't know crap about screen doors. I'm calling this right now. Daniel, what's wrong? Sorry, I fell asleep on my arm. Wake up! Are we there yet? We are. Do you boys have a reservation? I don't know. Jack did that. Dan, check your credit card info. Well, a place like this, I'm pretty sure they don't have a problem with vacancy, so it shouldn't be too hard to get me a room. Roy, the back seat is uh, not bad, so yeah. Cool. So I'm going to uh, head into the hotel, and I'm going to get me a room to stay in. But it's 4 a.m. How are you going to do that? There's someone at the front desk, of course. I was going to say, it's a hotel. There's probably someone at the front desk 24-7. I wonder why I was driving around at 4 a.m. I wonder why you happened to be passing us on 61. Because 69 was busy. Oh. And in the dark, you were able to see us on the side of the road in the dark. I was not having an encounter, I tell you this. Private or otherwise. Midnight emissions had ended, huh? The three of you stride into the rundown Riverlands Hotel. It is a... What used to be a pretty nice-looking country club and hotel, but it's fallen into disrepair. You can see that it's pretty weather-beaten, and it might have taken some damage in one of the last hurricanes, and nobody has bothered to fix it back up. There are shutters hanging askew from some of the windows. As you approach the uh, front door, up creaking steps, a few feral cats screech away from the underbrush. They were clearly making some sweet, sweet love. Still more action than Roy gets. Really? I have 11 kids. Your wife is leaving you. (laughs) How's Sam doing, Dan? Ouch. And uh, you walk in, the front door creaks very loudly, and behind the sagging front desk, you see a very greasy-looking man. I'm going to show him to you. And he looks up with a weary look in his eyes. Looks like he's been there the entire night. And Hubert, as you know, he's pretty much the only person to uh, be running this hotel. This is uh, Igor Longpi. Can we keep him? He is quite special. He gives Hubert a curt nod and looks curiously at the other two. And he's like, can I help you? My good man, these these two boys need a room tonight. Yes. Yes, we, we have plenty of rooms. You're the only person. Great. Can I get... Uh... Two rooms, then. One for yes. me and one for him, and I'm going to point my thumb in the direction of Roy. Absolutely. Uh, w- would you like the uh, uh, bridal suite? We're not together. I Just two standard rooms, please. No, no, I was thinking about just you. We could share a room. You have any uh, rooms with two beds in them? Yes, I, I have plenty. Separate. Okay, great. I, I, have, I have connecting rooms, too. Is there a screen door connecting them? No, no, we, we do not like screen doors around here. Am I allowed to install a screen door into the room so I can feel like I'm more at home? Well, and he puts out his hand. If the price is right. I give him a high five. He looks at it and just sort of looks at Hubert, gives him a weary look. All right, here's the paperwork. Please sign. I'm going to sign the paperwork for the room. And I'll sign my name as Jack Whiteside. Here's your key, Mr. Whiteside. Thanks. No problem. The maid will be here in two days. Okay, good to know, I guess. Yeah, I'm you you two can do what you want. I'm gonna hit the hay. It's been a long day and um needless to say, rollover accidents are not really good for my health, so I apologize for the hay. The maid hasn't been here in two days. That's just fine, thank you. And I'm going to grab my stuff and head towards the room. Uh, I'm not. I can't sleep in a room without a screen door, so I gotta go out fast. Sir, would you... I don't believe we've officially met. Herbert Pretorius Loveland. And you are? Roy Arroyo. Nice to meet you. Did you say you needed to run out and run some errands? Yeah, I need a screen door and... Okay, okay. ...a tools. Understandable. Would you like my keys? Sure, thanks. Here you go. Just make sure to put a little gas in it, if you don't mind. Yeah, I might. Thank you, sir. I will see you for the Continental Breakfast at 10 a.m. That's a bit early, but crazier things have happened. 10.05? 10.07, my left offer. Thanks for the car. No problem. Just leave the keys at the front desk. Good night, sir. Night. What is Hubert doing? Going to my room and taking a night night. And, Dan, I assume you are also retiring to your room and going to sleep? <laughs> yeah, sir. Awesome. Roy, how about you? I'm going to take Hubert's car and run to the closest screen door outlet and, uh, Pick up a screen door and some application tools. Dan, as you go to your room, you guys said you were sharing a room, right? 
Yeah, we got one room that had two separate beds in it. And so th- this will actually be the bridal suite. And it is exceedingly small. The two beds have actually been pushed together. And they, they can either be separated, but currently they're pushed together to make one gigantic king-size bed. And there is a very thin and somewhat stained blanket on the top that has a heart that probably was once red, but is faded to like a sickly pink. You flip the switch on and the lights on the wall just sort of flicker and then go out and then flicker and then go out and then solidify and and stay lit this time. I miss the screen door in. I never thought I'd say that but I miss it already. It probably could benefit from a screen door because it's a bit stuffy in here. There's an odd smell. It's it's kind of, I don't know, bleach? Yeah, I told you. Boom. First thing I'm going to do is um, separate the two beds and push them as far as I can <laughs> to opposite sides of the room. Uh, you do find a used condom uh, that had uh, clearly gone between the cracks in the middle where the beds met and now is sitting on the floor. It's a rather small condom. It's completely dry now, but Looks like at once upon a time it contained some uh, unusual fluid. Not quite sure what that was. Well, Jack is from here. I'm going to uh, go to the bathroom and grab some toilet paper so I can pick it up without actually having to touch it. You just want to test it to see if it's still good. I know. Yeah. Try I mean, if there are no holes in it, you Try might it as well wash it out. <laughs> oh, it's too big like the others. So, so you, you go in the bathroom and you can see that the the sink is stained with iron stains, as is the toilet bowl. And there is a bit of toilet paper left on the roll, but it looks like maybe after you use this to pick it up, you might be able to get one good use out of it tomorrow morning. Can you spare a square? There are uh, four washcloths, one hand towel, and one very ratty-looking bath towel. Great. I'm going to pick up the condom with the toilet paper and just throw it in the garbage can. Then I'm going to uh, make a call to the front desk. It rings uh, approximately half of a ring, and then you hear Igor pick up. Yes. Uh, yeah, Igor. Uh, yes. just checked in. I was wondering if uh, you had any extra toilet paper, seeing as the the one in our room is uh, kind of gone at the moment. You know, oh, yeah, yes, sir. I can I can bring up something. Uh, what room are you in? That's a really good question. <laughs> oh, uh, what was it? The bridal suite. Ah, uh, yes, yes. What was your name again? Dan Williams. Williams, Williams. I'm not seeing it here. Uh, it might be under Jack Whiteside. No, I'm not seeing that either. What, when did you check in with us? Like five minutes ago. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. That wasn't entered into the system just yet. Hang on a second. You hear paper, paper shuffling. And he comes back out. Oh, yes, uh, Mr. Williams. Uh, what can I do for you? I want to know if yes. you can bring some toilet paper up to the room. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I, I will have, uh, I think the maid is in in two days. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, sure. That'll, that'll be great. Thanks. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you again for your staying with us. Have a good night. Thanks. Or morning. I'm going to hang up, pull out my cell phone, and call Roy, because I know he's out right now. Roy, your phone rings. I look at it, see it's Dan, and hang up. I know you're there, Roy. Pick up your damn phone. We're out of toilet paper, so if you want to wipe your ass, I suggest you stop and pick some up. All right, I'll pick up the phone. All right, what? Uh, our room is out of toilet paper, and the maid isn't coming for two days. So Ask you might Peter Lorre pick- for them. Why is this my problem? Because you're out right now buying things. and I'm buying need to... essentials. Yeah, toilet paper is kind of essential. They don't have toilet paper at the screen door store. No, but if you go next door to the stop and shop, I'm pretty sure they sell toilet paper that has a screen door. You don't know that there's a stop and shop next door. We just got here. It's, it's a scientifically proven fact that there's a stop and shop next to everything everywhere all the time. I mean, seriously, go outside and look, and I guarantee there's a stop and shop next oh, door. If there, why isn't there a stop and shop next to the hotel that you can walk to then? Boom. Because I'm lazy and you're in a car. I'm not in a car. I'm in the screen door in. I'm trying to check out, and I'm yelling in this guy's face at you. You, you don't have to yell, Roy. I can hear you through the phone just fine. That's not true. I'm, I'm just saying we need we need some toilet paper, so. Fine. I'll get some, but you owe me a salad. You. <laughs> no, I need the toilet paper so I don't have to deal with the salad later on, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, you're right. Fine, I'll get it. Okay, hey, thanks, Roy. Hey. What? What? 
What? Keep an eye on Kid Louisiana. I don't trust him. Uh, you mean the doc? Uh... What is he doing out driving at 4 a.m. on the 61? Maybe he likes driving at 4 a.m. on roads that contain the number 61. You notice that he's friends with, probably friends with those guys that shot us. I see no such evidence for that. I've known him long enough to know that he's not involved with that. It's okay? been like 45 minutes, dude. No, uh, he was Charles's doctor. Way back when. I don't pay attention to things, and I think you knew that about me. Good night. Oh, I guess uh, I might be sleeping when you get back, so, you know. I love you. <laughs> okay, well. We'll uh, fade the scene there. <laughs> Meanwhile. At Blaine Manor. I gotta go to S-Smart. Dan wakes up in the morning. It is approximately 9.45 a.m. Let me guess, Roy is sleeping on top of the screen door he bought last night in his bed. No, actually, uh, he is sleeping in his bed, but for some reason he's pushed his bed closer to your bed. So it's like almost the same way that it was configured last night before you pulled the two beds apart. And the hotel room door is wide open and there's a brand new shiny screen door installed. And you can see the hallway outside. And I walk up to the door and... You boys want to come down for a continental breakfast? I thought you said 10.07. It's only 9.45. Do you boys want to come down for a continental breakfast? You don't have to yell, Doc. It's a screen door. I can see you and I can hear you. You If I can't see you, I don't know that you're talking. Yeah, sure. Let's go grab that continental breakfast. Fantastic. I'll meet you down there at 10.07. I go back to my room. Dan and Roy hurriedly get ready. I'm changing my current mood on Facebook to flustered. And uh, meet Hubert Pretorius Loveland at the Continental Breakfast, of which there is only two items. Vitamin D milk and blueberry. Yes! You boys better hurry. I like to eat two bowls. It is the best out of the three cereals. That's wrong on every level. It's the worst of the three. You're a piece of crap, and I hate your guts. Like, blueberry Count Chocula Frankenberry, obviously. Blueberry tastes like blueberries. And what do you do when you cover blueberries in milk? Did they taste good? No, they taste like soggy blueberries in milk. I can't drink milk. I'm lactose intolerant. So Hubert is just having uh, blueberry with no milk on it. All these hipster losers just think blueberry's trendy because it's always been the worst one. And now they're like, oh, it's the best one. It's my favorite. And now it's in every freaking piece of media imaginable. And blueberry tastes like crap. Including this one. Yeah, they were talking about it on Fox News yesterday. Uh, I'm going to go over and see if Igor is at the front desk. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Would you like to check in? Uh, I already have Igor. Uh, is there like a, a diner around here somewhere? Most people just head back up to uh, either the gas station and grab something out of the turnstile or go into New Orleans. Great. Can I walk to the gas station from here? Uh, It's up towards the uh, travel center. So no, walking probably isn't the best idea. Is there like a McDonald's nearby? Some sort of fast food place? No, we haven't got that yet. Is that that good? I've heard good things. Thanks, Igor. You're a huge help. You're welcome, sir. Let me know if you'd like to check in. I'll, I'll do that. Hello, Igor. Is Betty's open for breakfast yet? Oh, yes, sir. It certainly is. Oh, fantastic. I'll be heading over to Betty's for breakfast. Yes, they have excellent pancakes. They sure do. Would you like me but to no bring blueberry. you back some like last time? Yes, please. You got Thank it. You. With the chocolate chips. Oh, and walnuts. Oh, the walnuts. Thank you, sir. Hey, Peter, we're going out to breakfast right now because blueberry sucks and nobody wants it. Get a real cereal. Oh. Say hi to Boris for me. It's Bye. It's okay. He didn't get a lot of sleep last night, don't worry. I have not woken up before 2 p.m. since I was 11 years old. All right, everybody in if you want to go to Betty's. Cool, let's go. All right, Betty's is uh, just down the road uh, off of uh, Airline Highway. It is a relatively run-down diner. Their coffee is like watery thin. It's almost tea. Their specialty is pancakes. Uh, They do several different varieties, and they do eggs, that's about it. They don't get a whole lot of stuff around here, and it's not very good. Do they have gluten-free pancakes? Absolutely not. Damn. But for some reason, Hubert really likes this place, and he's really enjoying the food. Is it because of Betty? Are we going to do that thing again? There's actually no Betty. Just a big, fat, sweaty guy behind the counter who's taking the orders and preparing the food. Mm-hmm. He's smoking a cigarette over the grill. Natural flavors. Okay. Hello, Eric. What's up? Could I get that 
backwoods omelet that you got me yesterday. Sure, why not? And he serves up essentially a fried egg with a little sprig of uh, green onion on it. Thank you very much. Here's your omelet. Are you boys going to eat breakfast or just stare at him? So, uh, you're Betty, huh? No, I'm Eric. I guess you'll have to do. I'll take, uh, eggs. We got eggs. And he serves up two fried eggs for you. Cool, thanks. You're welcome. See, there's one guy I like, Hubert. Very nice, I like him too. Eric, is it? Yeah. What do you got in this joint? Eggs, pancakes. Okay, then. I'll take some pancakes, I guess. There you go. And he pulls some out from a heat lamp and gives you two large pancakes. Daniel, don't eat the pancakes. You will not be right for days. Try an omelet. You know what? I think I'm going to take an omelet instead now that I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm on a, a new diet. That is and, a fantastic you know. idea, Daniel. Here you go. And he gives you one fried egg with a sprig of green onion on it. Wow. Thanks. I'll be sure to leave you a good review on Yelp. Daniel, I know he was complaining, but I have a pocket full of blueberry if you'd like to put that on the side. Great. That's that's great. And, I, and Dan's just going to sit there and eat his egg in sullen silence. All right. So you choke down your uh, mediocre meal, although Hubert really seems to be enjoying himself. I can't believe I'm saying this. I wish Jack didn't die. I can't believe it's not butter. Say, Doc. Yes, Daniel. I've been thinking about something for a while. You You remember Charles, right? Of course I remember Charles. Do you think he actually did it? Like the Oh yes, he have had sex with women. No, do you do you think that he was the one who killed all those people at the contented cow? Oh. And it's not my place to make those judgments. I mean, if you if you had to place a bet, you know. Oh, I'm not a betting man. Hey, I got a question, Doc. Sure, what is it, Roy? So you work with nut jobs, right? Mm, I would not classify them as nut jobs, but yes, I do. So, do you think that, like, that rubbed off on you and that's why you're like this? Oh, I've had several rub off on me. But it's just the sickness. So who's ready to go back to the hotel? Oh, I'd be more than happy to drive you. I'll walk. You wouldn't happen to know if there's, like, a library anywhere around here? The closest thing to a library is the screen door factory. (laughs) (laughs) That's... That's nothing like a library. Of course there's a library. This is a town. It's just right over by 44. Great. You mind taking me over there? I have a couple of things I want to look into. Of course I would be honored to take you there. And I'll go because he sucks at library use. Hey, I found the self-help section once. Once. I've hit every single library use role, of course. Now that I say that, I'm not going to hit this one. Boys, just don't bother me while I'm in the back section on my webcam. Sure thing. All right, we're going to head to the library. Thank you, Eric. We really appreciate the omelets. Bye, Betty. So you arrive at the library. It is very small. It probably has some minor records and very few books. I'm going to head on in and head up to the uh, front desk. You walk in, and there is a uh, nice older-looking man behind the front desk. Petunia, what are you doing here? You can see uh, there is a, a, a placard on the desk, which reads, Florian LeBlanc, librarian. He appears to be deep in uh, reading a book. Hardly looks up as you come in. I'm going to walk up to the desk and uh, ring the little bell that's sitting there. It says, please ring for service. Tap it a couple of times. He's roused from his reverie within the book and looks up at you with watery, roomy eyes and gives you a sort of a sad smile. And says, uh, yes, uh, how can I help you? Hi, um, I'm wondering if you have any, like, town records or old newspapers lying around. I'm here to do a little research on, uh, some, some group that's supposedly around here called the Galactic Kites. Galactic Kites? It doesn't ring any bells. Some, some, they're a cult that supposedly is in this area. They like them snakes in that there. Yeah, the, uh, the the snake people. Yes. Snake people. I see. I see. Uh, well, let me see here. Um, yeah, so you want to look at uh, some of the uh, old records, do you? Yeah, that that. Or nice. any CDs you may have. How are you, uh, Professor? I am doing quite well. How are good, you? Good, good to see you again as well. Are you with these boys? Are they giving you some hand with that uh, snake uh, research you're doing too? Well, not as of yet, but I'm hoping they'll be able to be useful. That's good. That's good. Yeah, so it's nice to have some help around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boys, I just need you to sign here, and uh, I need a couple pieces of ID, if you don't mind, if I'm going to give you access to the what we got as far as the town records go. I don't carry ID with me. It's a government trap. Roy, I believe you work for the government. You don't know crap about me, Hubert. Maybe stay out of this. That is true. 
I, for one, know, Roy, that you you love shoving your badge in people's faces and yelling FBI whenever we go anywhere, so... Just because I work for the government doesn't mean I have to like or trust the government. Maybe I'm trying to tear it down from the inside out. You ever think of that? Get smarter, Dan. Great. Here's my driver's license. Driver's license. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Here's my badge. I'm in the FBI, so stay stay sharp, huh? I uh, see. Okay, so uh, Mr. Dan Williams and uh, Mr. Roy- uh, Roy- that's a very unusual last name. Uh, what is that? Uh, Royo. I don't know. Irish or something. And uh, uh, Mr. Hubert, uh, are you joining these boys for doing a little library researching? Absolutely. Anyway, I can help them. All right, all right. Well, we'll get you set up here. Uh, why don't you boys go on back to that table, and uh, I'll bring out what I got for you, okay? Thanks. Uh, and he uh, points you back. There's basically just one large table on the back there. And he uh, goes into a little back office, pulls out some microfiche and an actual portable reader, as well as uh, points you towards some stacks of where some old newspapers are actually just basically stacked up on some shelves. So it looks like it's going to be a bit of a slog. How long would you like to do some research? Three days. Probably about six inches. We'll average those two. Let's roll a D3, and that's how many hours it'll take. Ooh, that's going to take you three hours. So this is going to put, put you uh, around one or two o'clock. Works for me. Let's go ahead and start with Dan. Give me a library use roll, buddy. I needed a uh, 26, and I rolled a 52. And let's Just go... like every other library use roll I make. Let's go Roy next. I need a 69. I got a 75. 69. Would you like to, <laughs> to either push that or augment it with luck? Uh, no. And Hubert. Oh, I need a 20. I got a 37. All right. Good use of three hours, dudes. Let's go. Three hours done. You know, um, I can't find anything in these stupid books about the garlic knives. Dan flags down Florian, uh, the librarian, and lets him know that uh, you're pretty much done doing some research. And uh, Hubert helps collect some of the stuff to take back. And Roy, as you watch these boys cleaning up the research materials and, and uh, everyone is kind of low in spirits, you suddenly feel... Another familiar wave of sickness or nausea overtake you? Where will you be when the acid kicks in? (laughs) Stop acting to acting. I'm going to need you to make a power roll. A power roll. P-O-W. Power. I should hit this one. Oh, but I didn't. He's a 70, got a 95. Oh, God. You are horrible at rolls. Hubert and Dan each give me a spot hidden. Don't suck, hey? Well, I guarantee I'm going to. I need a 68. I rolled a 32. That's a hard success. As you are putting some of the newspapers back on the stacks, you see Roy out of the corner of your eye. He stands up from the table, sways precariously for a moment, and then slumps over back onto his chair and then sort of does like a half backflip and lands on the floor face first. Separated your legs on the landing there, buddy. The Russian judge is really not going to like that. (laughs) And you hear him go, oof. Roy, as this is happening, as you find yourself unstable and unsteady, the nausea rises up in your throat, and in your head, a blast of an image strikes your mind. And for a moment, you see... Keyboard cat. (laughs) You see the sketch that you had drawn. Only now, the figure is gone in the window. And you feel... A wave of weakness overtake you. Reduce your magic points by one. All right, now I have 10 magic points. So you're down from 11 to 10. And as you flip over face first onto the floor, you pass out. Hey, Mr. First Aid, maybe get to me. While you're down face out, do you need a back rub? So you need a little mouth-to-mouth, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Tune in next time for more of Chapter 6, The Big Uneasy. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about that? Thoroughly oh, unproductive good. and slightly perturbed, mildly annoyed, partially flustered. Oh, we had I wish I would have hit one of those rolls. For fuck's sake, we had Booberry. Let's launch into our recommendos, guys, and let's start with Gross. Gabe. Okay. Gabe. I have some preparation for this one. Because I, well, actually, the opposite. Because I wasn't planning on recommendoing this when I woke up this morning, but I watched it in between then and now. I watched it while we were playing the game, actually. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) We've all done a really sad recommendo. Brian did Family. Matt did Doki Doki Literature Club. That one's sad because it's depressing that he likes that. So this one is kind of sad, but it's also like kind of... It was excellent, and it's 
HBO ran a documentary about Andre the Giant. I mean, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I feel like everyone loves Andre the Giant. I mean, he's Andre the Giant. I mean, he was in The Princess Bride, so it's not yes. like he's just a wrestling dude. It, you know, he was a big dude, so he was in a lot of pain, and it was kind of a sad life, but it was also... The documentary put everything in such a good light, even the sad parts. It was just excellent. They had a lot of people talking about him. They had, like, Hulk Hogan there. They had Rob Reiner there. Basically, almost everyone he's ever interacted with in his career. Hmm. And it was just excellent. And it's hard to put into words because as a wrestling fan, uh, Andre the Giant means more than most wrestlers. So He was fantastic in The Princess Bride. It wouldn't have been the movie without him in it. The author of that book wrote it with him in mind. He was that a massive cool. Andre the Giant fan, and he wrote Fezzik as Andre the Giant. So, uh, yeah, that's Andre HBO's Andre the Giant. You know, give it a check out, but if you plan on it, definitely be in a mood for that. Uh-huh. All right, well, we'll check that out. And, Brian, how about you? I am recommending an anime. Shocker, I know. <laughs> it's on Netflix. It's called uh, Devil Man. Cry baby. Demons are returning to the earth plane, and uh, a high school kid is convinced to take a demon up inside of him but remain human by keeping his human heart and become the savior of mankind. Um, I don't want to give any more away because it's, it's really a very thin plot. <laughs> But fantastic animation, very gory. Do not watch it unless you're 13 or over because it's uh, it's got a lot of nudity of language and, and gore and violence. And they, they did a really good job with the uh, keeping it true to like, um, well, uh, the, the main character's name is Akira. So that kind of uh, gives you a, a glimpse into the homage that they're trying to go for. Uh, the older style like Wicked City and Akira, the, the ultra-violent where the where the people basically are are crowd driven to violence. I highly recommend it. It's uh re- really gory. It's quite gross. Crybaby, the demon in it cries a lot. That's really the only thing I can think of why they have that as that subtitle. So hmm. check it out. Devil Man. Devil Netflix. Man. Awesome. How about you, Matthew? I have a game <laughs> called Kingsway. Uh it, what it is, it's uh it's a roguelite RPG. But the whole thing is wrapped in this pseudo Windows 95 skin. So, you know, the world is its own separate window, and then your inventory is a window, and your character is a window. So it becomes a lot of way in. Like, everything is its own pop-up window. So after a while, not only are you, you know, trying to defeat monsters and skeletons, but it becomes a game of, like, inventory and space and screen space management, which gives it a really fun little extra thing to do. Because you can, you know, drag and drop them the the windows wherever you want to make it however you want. Uh, it has a lot of really neat, like special events that change the way things work. Uh, it's really open ended, so you can either, you know, go out and save the kingdom if you want, or you can lie, cheat, and steal and kill people to gain power. Uh, and the whole, I just absolutely love the the pseudo like Windows ninety five aesthetic with the the task bars and all this stuff and the inventory management. It's a lot of fun, and it's not not super difficult to pick up, which means just about anybody can uh, take a chance with it. Kingsway, Ooh, you can get it on Steam for ten dollars, nine ninety nine, if you want to be technical. Hey, uh, Matt, can I borrow yeah. ten bucks? <laughs> yeah, give me a second. Hey, Brian, can I borrow ten bucks? Yeah, Gabe, do you have that ten dollars you owe me? Nah. How about now? Oh yeah, I do now. Oh good. Okay. Well, my recommendation for tonight is a horror film. <gasps> that I watched on Shudder. <gasps> it is from 1993, directed by Mariano Baiano, who is an Italian director, but this is not an Italian film. It is called Dark Waters. Ooh, and it is sharks. actually a UK-Russia collaboration Ooh. and was shot in the Ukraine uh, before the Ukraine was actually the Ukraine. It was still owned by Russia. Mm-hmm, it mm-hmm. stars Louise Salter, Venera Simmons, and Maria Kopnist. And follows the story of a young woman who returns to a mysterious island convent in the Ukraine after her father dies to discover the mystery of her childhood. And if you've seen Suspiria, it opens very similar to that. 
where it's rain and thunder and lightning and just a very scary environment uh, to which she arrives. Although the story is actually prefaced by showing a woman, a young woman being murdered by nuns. So uh, killer nuns with knives definitely has my attention right off the bat. The movie itself is extremely well lensed. Uh, The cinematography is gorgeous and it is filled with gory Lovecraftian elements, which ticks all my boxes. It has, as I said, murderous nuns, ancient relics, questionable ancestry, and creepy practical effect monsters. The cool thing about this is I've never heard of this fucking movie. It's from 1993, and nobody has really ever heard of it until someone unearthed it and returned it to form. And if you think of it, like I said, Suspiria, which a lot of people may have not have seen, but that's Dario Argento, it's mixed with Hellraiser, Nightbreed, and The Resurrected. So it has this really cool conglomeration of different movie effects and has the same sort of vibe. Uh, I really loved it, and I watched it on Shudder. I loved it so much, I actually went out and bought the Blu-ray. Immediately ordered it, because I thought, wow, I, I need to have this in my life so I can watch it more times. If you check that out, it's called Dark Waters, and it is phenomenal. So I really enjoyed it, especially if for you, you Lovecraft lovers. Can you mail me the Blu-ray real quick? Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of the Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Music, Podbean, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review and preferably five stars. Meanwhile, you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our recommendos and social media channels, including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. You can find me on Twitter at Lovecraft Tapes. And if anybody can please, for the sake of my sanity, please save me from these two, you can find me on Twitter at the real weird kid. And if anyone wants to tell me that I'm the biggest asshole on the show, you can find me at Lovecraft Games. I don't think they need to tell you that, but if you want to put it into my Twitter, you can find me at Brian Podcasts. Also on Discord, you'll get a response on that. Twitter's dead, man. Twitter's, Twitter's so yesterday. All right, until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes podcast is copyright 2018. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com. Support the Lovecraft Tapes podcast and get access to exclusive content and rewards at patreon.com slash lovecrafttapes.com.